Exergen Temporal Scanner. Learn more at exergen.com. With the help of Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond, I get everyone's morning started with a smile. It has a delicious and hearty combination of the Cheerios you love, whole grain oats, and sliced almonds for an extra crunchy crunch. That's how I set the rhythm for a great day. Look for Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond in your local grocery store. There are a lot of exciting things happening this fall. I want to focus on what's important, not what's for dinner. Luckily, HelloFresh delivers everything I need, and it's 30% cheaper than grocery shopping. The quick and easy recipes are perfect for weeknights. We're all busy, but with HelloFresh, I actually have time to enjoy my meals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DanaCortez14 and use code DanaCortez14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's code DanaCortez14 for 14 free meals at HelloFresh.com slash DanaCortez14. He was behind a hugely successful tourism campaign. CBS's Monica Ricks pays tribute. Bobby Zaram was a world-renowned publicist and helped craft some iconic media campaigns, including the infamous I Love New York campaign. In the late 70s, former President Trump said that campaign alone was responsible for every cent he made in Manhattan because it helped triple property values. Zaram also helped the careers of some of Hollywood's biggest stars, including Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Cher, Diana Ross, and so many others. He also dipped into politics, working closely with the Clintons. Zerum died of complications from lung cancer just three days shy of his 85th birthday. History will be made tonight at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. I am what I am. Terrence Blanchard will become the first black composer presented at the Met in its 138 years. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. September is Suicide Prevention Month. Aaron Egan, Director of Community-Based Interventions for Suicide Prevention with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, says taking a moment to reach out can help prevent suicide. The health and well-being of our nation's veterans is VA's highest priority. We want veterans, community leaders, and veterans' loved ones to know that by reaching out for support and resources today, suicide can be prevented later. Go to reach.gov SPM to learn more. California is in big trouble. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at this dangerous situation in his special series on California. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. Get Newsmax on most streaming services or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight for this special report. Join Kevin Dunnigan and Troy Bowen all season long for the Hugh White Honda Football Friday Night Postgame Show. Immediately after the Athens County Game of the Week, join the guys for analysis, information, entertainment, and giveaways throughout the show. Have a question about a game in the area? Driving back from a football game? Call in at 740-592-1055 or toll free at 1-888-592-1055. It's the Hugh White Honda Football Friday Night Postgame Show. Friday nights on 105.5 FM, Power 105. Mary's Dog House has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes, and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients, and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99-cent dessert special every weekend, and don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to Larry'sDogHouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook, or better yet, stop in for some great food. 
Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Ready to to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Home ownership, ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, three to eight, Friday and Saturday, 12 to nine, and Sundays, 12 to seven. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your Inept Tech football team played RSVP. That's right, Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the Oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the results of that game coach were you able to pick up that first win of the season i do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys all the fighting oysters acquitted themselves well out on the football field i want to say that i am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there they but acquitted coach, themselves fine it was a real fine ball game but coach i think you're evading the issue did you pick up that first win of the season well i do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time we're not worried about what happened last week we're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the 
finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Mr. Smarty Toilet Brush and Plunger Combo. This will keep your bathroom looking great with no hassle or moisture on the floor unless you need your aim recalibrated. What? 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 Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far, and already it was halftime, and I looked up at the scoreboard, and it said 31 and zip and they was the 31, and we was the zip, and, and when the ball game was all over, finally said and done with, well, they was 57, and we was zip. Seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score. Coach, with a 57 to nothing deficit, your new offense, the T-bone offense, which you just instituted for this game, must not have performed too well. Well, not only that, we just put it in, and it didn't do uh, worth shucks out there. That T-bone formation went to the dogs. Your quarterback, uh, you also had a new quarterback in the game, young man named Berger, I believe. That's right. You know, old Chuck Berger brought him up from the Texas squad just this week, took old third and 12th place. We thought we needed a change on offense, and they must have known old Chuck was coming because uh, they know that it was his first college ball game, his first college start, and they threw everything in the world at him. They was throwing red dogs. They was throwing blitzes. They heaped it all on him, and they was too many times in that ball game where I looked up and saw Berger on the field with everything on it. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. What a beautiful morning. A little chilly out there, 56, or at least when we're accustomed to this warmer weather, it seems chilly. Headed up to 83 today. It's a Monday, folks, the 27th day of this month. That month, of course, of uh, September. We got a free-for-all today. Well, good morning and welcome. Uh, sun is uh, coming and going, but uh, mostly here. Oh, what? 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 <laughs> What's this? 
Just a little applause for you this okay, morning. Let me. Uh, you can fade that out. So well, no, I'll, we can start it over later. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to do that. Anyway, um, good morning, folks. Uh, as I said, sunshine uh, coming and going every few seconds, it seems like. Uh, right now, signing bri- uh, shining, signing? shining brightly on my uh, notes here. Let's see here. It's a Monday. Boy, what a busy week I've had, and the uh, weekend wasn't much better. One of these times, i got to get some rest. But um, anyway, good morning. So today is National Day of Forgiveness, National Family Day, National Chocolate Milk Day. As a kid, I, my mom uh, had that for me often. That's, you know, I do not remember ever. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit this. I do not ever remember drinking a glass of milk, white milk. Whole milk? Yep. Just regular milk. Yep. Um, it just never was something I could do. Anyway, so you got it in the chocolate version. My, my mom um, recognized that, but she wanted me to have milk, so chocolate milk it was. You know, there's a lot of sports teams, including the Bobcats, that will give their student-athletes chocolate milk after a workout to to regenerate hydration Hmm. and uh, regenerate muscular build. No, I didn't know. And regenerate, yeah. So uh, there's, you know, the protein in it, the vitamins, iron, calcium, too. So, uh, yeah, it works pretty well. I remember when we were kids going to lunch on Monday mornings, we always scoured the milk cooler. Remember those in the lunchrooms? Did you have those? I don't In know. your school? Um, but we always got a, a, a milk I don't con- remember. container when we would go in line, the, the big refrigerated well, milk Well, I do con- remember these little, um, they were just tiny milk cartons yeah, made out of cardboard when and there was wax or something on the act. Yeah, outside. like cardboard. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay. We, we had a big milk refrigerated container there, and when we would go in line before you get your tray mm-hmm. to get your lunch, you get your milk first. And we always had chocolate milk available on Fridays. And kids loved that. Monday through Thursday, it was, you know, the white whole milk and then fried chocolate milk. So Monday morning or Monday at lunchtime, <laughs> We would uh, even lean clear in to the milk refrigerated box, the big box, to dig for chocolate milk that was left over from Friday. Mm. And rarely, you know, you you found any. But when you did, uh, Monday's lunch was a good lunch with that chocolate milk. (laughs) It probably looked kind of funny with feet dangling up out of the milk uh, refrigerator. Somebody else holding the oh, reaching in. Yeah, somebody else holding the feet and legs of the diver going in to get the chocolate milk. Well, let's see here. So you didn't have cans, right? Because today's National Crush a Can Day. Yeah, yep, that's right. National Scarf Day, and finally National Corn Beef Hash Day. What an assortment! Yeah, you like hash? 
Corned beef hash? Sometimes. It depends on, uh, I mean, even though the basic ingredients are the same from one recipe to the next, it's how it's prepared that makes a difference, of yeah. course. Yeah, typically. It's true, it's, true of most things. Yeah, it? yep. Typically, even leather, you know, when, uh, when what was it your dad used to say? Put bacon on shoe leather or something to make it taste good? Oh, yeah. something like that suddenly i can't remember exactly but anyway let's see here um anyway so let's see which one pops out the most at me of our group today i guess national family day that would be the one that national day of forgiveness no national family day i think that's the one i have to say would is the coolest to me. All right, let's see. On this day in history, in the year 1066, William the Conqueror's troops set sail from Normandy to, or rather, for conquest of England. 1290 on this date. Earthquake in the Gulf of Ch- Chihili, Chihili, something like that. In what was then known, at least, as the Bohai Sea near China. Anyway, this earthquake in 1290 killed 100,000 people. Huh. 1540, the Society of Jesus or the Jesuits, right? Founded by Ignatius Loyola and then confirmed by Pope Paul III in Rome. That's in uh, 1540 on this date. 1779, John Adams negotiates Revolutionary War peace terms with Great Britain. 1821, the Mexican Revolutionary Forces, led by uh, Augustin de Iturbide, 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 occupy Mexico City as Spanish withdraw, bringing an end to the Mexican War of Independence. 1905. Well, pronunciations today. 1905 on this date, the physics journal Annalen der Physik spelled very oddly. Um, 1905 on this date, it published Albert Einstein's paper entitled Does the Inertia of a Body Depend Upon Its Energy Content? Now, that uh, particular paper, this famous expression E equals MC squared, right? Mm-hmm. That was the paper that introduced that, what was to become a very famous equation. Let's see, energy equals MC mass C squared. Mass. Help us out here. You're, okay. Um, so energy equals 
mass and content squared, right? Mass and t mass times the speed of light squared. Oh. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. Okay. Well, I was wrong. All right. Let's see here. And another. See, well, here's a, the, the last one. It says that in 1908, on this date, Henry Ford's. Ford's. Henry Ford's first Ford Model T automobile leaves the Pickwick plant in Detroit, Michigan. Have you ever had the opportunity to drive a Model T? No, I have not. I have. And it was very basic. And this was on... Um, okay, so my cousins, the Hopkins, had an, a family farm in the family up in Ashtabula area of Ohio. And it became later sort of a family hideout. Or not hideout, but uh, a vacation spot, right? We'd hold family reunions there and all sorts of things. But in the barn was the Model T. And I had a chance to drive it. That's all I remember. Okay. Famous birthdays. Ooh, this one doesn't mean much to me. Um, Augustine, or Augustine de Iturbide. Iturbide. Okay, so you're going to need some help with spelling there. Last name is I T U R B I D E. Augustine de Iturbide, or something like that. He was also known as Augustine of Mexico, ah. was a Mexican army general and politician. Well, he uh, was uh, born on this date in 1783 and died in 1824. Samuel Adams, one of our nation's historic leaders, born on this date in 1722, died in 1803. He was an American statesman, political philosopher, and one of the founding fathers of the United States. Okay, here's, um, let's see here. I guess we, we'll do the sports thing first. Mike Schmidt. Today is his 72nd birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. OU alum, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. How about that? Yep. Played uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies, I think, for his entire career. He's wearing a Phillies uniform in this photo. Okay, now this one, uh, good-looking gal, but I don't know the name at all. Don't recognize her. I'm sorry. She's celebrating her 37th birthday today. It's Averill, A-V-R-I-L, the, the... Levine. Okay. Why do I not know this? Avril Levine. She is a Canadian singer, songwriter, and actress. Huh. And uh, by age 16, she had signed a two-album recording contract with Arista Records worth more than $2 million. 
Smackaroos. At what age? 16. Wow. Okay. Two deaths to uh, mention that uh, occurred on this date, I guess. First one, boy, does she has pretty eyes. Clara Bow, B-O-W. Um, actress, I'm quite sure. Yes, you are correct. She was born in 1905, but died on this date in 1965. Clara Gordon Bow, or Bow, was an American actress who rose to stardom during the silent film era of the 1920s, successfully made the transition to talkies, as they called them back then, Mm -hmm. in 1929. Her appearance as a plucky shop girl in the film it brought her global fame and the nickname the it girl do you recall ever seeing that film i do not i don't think i did either she was also in a movie from 1927 called wings from 30 1932 called her savage and from 1929 the wild party well, you see a picture there, her eyes? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Jimmy Doolittle, born in 1896, died on this date in 1993. Military guy. Yep. Right? Yep. He uh, was um, James Harold Doolittle, was an American military general and aviation pilot, uh, pioneer who received the Medal of Honor for his daring raids on Japan during World War II. He also made early coast-to-coast flights, record-breaking oh, that's right. speed flights, yeah. won many flying races and helped develop and flight test instrument flying. He was uh, most famous for probably uh, Doolittle's Raiders yeah. that flew over uh, mainland Japan right after the J- uh, Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. A lot of those guys knew that when they took off from the aircraft carrier, they probably would not have enough fuel to return back to friendly areas and a lot of them crashed in Japan some were taken prisoner some were executed some made an head to mainland China and uh, they they knew that when they took off and they still did it still took off and it brought a lot of morale to the American armed forces when word got out that they had reached mainland Japan and destroyed many military factories there. I see another blurb here in one of those papers I have that today well they don't put a year to it. Huh. That's not very helpful. But anyway on this date of September 27th the was the first passenger train. I have no idea what year we're talking about, but it says uh, the steam engine locomotion number one took passengers for a ride on this day, the first in the world to do so, and for at least one person at frightening speed. What was the speed? 15 miles an hour top. 
September 27th, 1825. 1825. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of trains, of course, there was this uh, terrible accident, what, in Montana, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, near uh, a city, I believe, called Joplin. Yep. Uh, Amtrak train. Yesterday, uh, three deaths, <clears throat> 45 injured, uh, 10 to the point that they're still in the hospital, something like that. But, you know, that's so odd because I don't I mean, in my mind, it's got to be the tracks itself that something went wrong. The rails got too wide or too narrow or something. But, you know, they're, they're still investigating everything. But it was in a straight line, not on a curve, no wind, no nothing, just... You know, now they're checking the speed that it wasn't going too fast. But even on a straight line, I mean, I will be amazed if they come up with something other than rail failure. Well, um, CBS News, I don't know if you heard this earlier, CBS News reported that that section of track was just inspected. Two days before I heard. Something like that. I did hear that. Yeah. This and morning that somewhere. one of the passengers reported hearing a loud bang right before the train derailed. Hmm. I think they said he was um, in the process of switching cars, something like that. Well, uh, traveling through the train, he was walking Yeah, from car to car. I see. Yeah, it just said... Uh, the, the witness said he started looking, wondering what it was, and then saw the train had tipped over and derailed. And he called 911 and tried to get people out. This was a uh, a witness, not the person that was on the train. Oh, I see. But there was a person on the train that heard the loud bang, apparently as reported by CBS News, from what I understand, what I heard on the news a little while ago. Well, um, cars. let's see here. What news do I have? I got my booster yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Still have the Band-Aid on. Well, dilly dilly. No, oh, dilly dilly. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I told you. Dilly know. dilly. Okay. <laughs> um, but speaking of term. COVID and all of that <laughs> sort of thing, uh, um, let's, let's uh, take a, a look at the stats. Here in Athens, uh, we have now had a total of 7,120 cases. Uh, So, you know, that's that's basically 1 out of 10. In fact, just slightly more than that. Um, That's kind of, what would you call it, weird, right? Yeah. There were 27 new cases just yesterday. We have presently 252 in the hospital, in our county I'm talking about. Um, Now, I I mentioned we had come to a total of 7,120 cases since this all began in in March of 2020. Uh, 6,210 of those cases, that's 87%, have recovered. 
the difference between those two figures are the active count. Vaccinations, 46.8, almost 46.9% of our Athens Countyans have had a vaccine. We've had 65 deaths. Now, I'll do the state of Ohio, and then we'll come back to if Athens were like this state, okay? But first of all, Ohio. We have about 11,700,000 people here, just shy of that. Again, March of 2020 is when um, the state started having a problem. Had its first case, if you will. Yesterday, there were 4,266 new cases. Bringing the total thus far... Bringing the total thus far to, let's see here, 1,390,015 cases. Of which, 72,000, well, this figure is not absolutely perfect here. I remember I couldn't find this one today. But it's about 72,000 are active. Um, let's see, 9,374 are in ICU environments. There's about 62,000 that are not. Since this all began, we've, Ohio has had 1,000, I'm sorry, 1 million. 240,660 recoveries. The state sitting at 53.8% vaccination rate. Remember, Athens was 46.8. But the state, 53.8%. Deaths, 21 1,820 in this state. Okay, now, if Athens had the same stats as, um, I'm sorry, if Athens was having the same, I'm going to say, level of difficulty as the state, we would have had um, 649 more cases than we've had. And once again, just to remind you, we've had 7,120 since it all began, our county. But we should, if we had been, um, if our stats were identical to the states, we would have had 649 more cases. Okay, that's it for today on that one. Now, um, Let's see, this is September 27th, right? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yes. October 1st is World Vegetarian Day. And then when we get to November 1st, it's World Vegan Day. Now, just with that in mind... Um, 
I brought in a little summary of a, a study. So, um, with the prices of synthetic meat products dropping considerably during the pandemic, um, they released its uh, report today on the tw- 2021's best cities for vegans and vegetarians. Okay, now, you know, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you may recall that I took the CHIP program, Complete Health Improvement Project. And um, I think they're in their uh, what, 40-somethingth class. And it, it lasts, um, as I recall, a couple months, the class. One, one evening a week, you go to it for two or three hours. It was fascinating, and I learned a lot about a food, but I never intended to be a strict vegetarian or anything like that. I just wanted to know more about food. Okay, but um, certainly that class taught us especially a lot about vegetarian and vegan. Okay, so the top 20 cities... If you are a vegan or a vegetarian, um, let's go backwards. Number twentieth, Las Vegas. I'm surprised at that. In fact, a lot of these are really quite remarkable. I don't know if I need to do all twenty here. We'll just go backwards. So um, the number one city, let's go that forwards, Portland, Oregon. I'm not surprised at that. Number two, Orlando, Florida. Number three, Los Angeles. Number four, San Francisco. Once again, these top 20 cities for vegans and vegetarians. Five, Boise, Idaho. Six, Austin, Texas. Seventh, Seattle. Eighth, Lexington, Kentucky. Ninth, Oakland, California. Tenth, San Diego. A lot of Californias in here. Well, anyway. Let's see. Scottsdale, Arizona has the highest share of restaurants serving uh, vegetarian options. What is that percentage? 28%, which is 10.1 times higher than Laredo, Texas, the city with the lowest, 2.7%. What about vegan? Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona has the highest number of restaurants with vegan options at 16.4%. San Francisco has the most community-supported agricultural programs, no, agriculture programs per square root of population. 
I was okay until they did that. Let's see here. Who's got the lowest? San Antonio. Miami has the most salad shops per square root of population. Oh, well. Interesting, I think. Yes, different cultures across the state. Different it, eating uh, patterns. Um, Ronald Reagan. Did you know as a kid he had been a lifeguard or as a youngster? I did know that, yes. And they say he saved 77 people during his lifeguard career. Wow. Didn't know I'm, that. I'm really surprised at that. I mean, well. Here's another odd one. Okay. Adolf Hitler was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, the nomination only lasted a couple days, but it was eventually canceled but can you believe that what yeah (laughs) um a member uh, they make up one to 1939 a member of the swedish parliament man by the name of eric gottfried christian brandt anyway had the not-so-bright idea to nominate Adolf Hitler for the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, jeez. As you might expect, the whole thing caused a huge controversy in the days that followed. Yeah, wouldn't you think? And out of that, by the way, it was eventually decided that no prize would be awarded that year to anyone for peace. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Be most likely because of that. He must have made up one for himself and threatened the people who were responsible for creating the winner. Okay, um, ancient Greece. We're talking about that. Why don't I have a year when they're talking about ancient Greece? Well, anyway, in ancient Greece... If um, if you threw an apple at somebody, um, that was considered flirting. Oh. Well. Now, remember, in ancient Greece, the apple was considered sacred to Aphrodite, right? Okay which was the goddess of love. So, to throw an apple at someone was symbolically, was to symbolically declare one's love. (laughs) 
Or what happened if you hit him in the gourd? If you threw it too hard. Well, you know, apples are not soft. Yeah. I mean, if you hit somebody in the head with one of those. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. Hey, I like you, man. Bonk. <laughs> I guess they didn't have 1-800-Flowers back then. So, they just chucked an apple at somebody. Now, here's a story. This is really quite amazing. 48 years ago, this really happened. A flight attendant fell from an airplane that was 33 over 33,000 feet in the air. Oh, boy. Had no parachute and survived. Um, it's a true story. Good heavens. Vesna Volovic, I think was her name. She was born in Serbia when it was part of the United uh, Yugoslavia. She worked as a flight attendant for the former Yugoslavian airline JAT, J-A-T. At the age of 22, she was on board JAT Flight 367 bound for Copenhagen. Now, ironically, she wasn't scheduled to fly that day. By the way, we're talking about January 26, 1972. But due to some confusion, she was mistakenly mixed up with another flight attendant with the same first name. That's amazing. A briefcase bomb went off, causing the plane to crash. Vulovic was the only survivor and is the only person who has survived a fall from such a height. So there was much more to the story than just her thing. Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. 33,000 feet. I'd be interested to know what what kind of terrain she landed in. It was water, sand, something soft. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know, you were talking about apples there a little while ago. It's apple picking season. Yes, it is. Some of the, I was looking on uh, some research about some of the best apple orchards to pick from, and there are two in Ohio that are listed in the top 20. Hmm. One in Amherst and one in Pataskala. I've never been there. I've been by it. Lind Fruit Farm? Yes. L-Y-N-D? You've been there? Yes. I remember as a kid going there a couple times. That's... uh, Then there was one L-I-N-D, which was uh, kind of... um, It was just off High Street between uh, Worthington and Delaware. Oh, Okay. You ever gone apple picking? Oh, well, we had apple trees in our yard. Oh. In fact, I had a tree house in one of them (laughs) as a kid. 
Did you pick them out and throw them from yes. the treehouse? Of course. <laughs> of course. Was it a show of <laughs> interest to somebody? Well, but people on the ground were throwing them back up at us. Ah, right? okay. Yeah, so. so it was like an apple Battle. scrap. Yeah. yeah. We used to go to a uh, place out on, uh, uh, what was it, Fisher Road, Lad's Orchard? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or I not. I do. Yeah, it was a neat place. Always enjoyed going out there in the fall. Dad, mom, and that was near uh, what was the Elm Golf Course. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, we go out there and get some apples, get a bushel of apples, and enjoy them. Dad was really good at peeling apples. He loved his apple sauce. Oh, uh, my wife Pies. Pat loves apple sauce. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk about some of the uh, harder news. Okay. Um, I've gone to the New York Times, as I do often, and um, uh, well, this is COVID we're talking about. During the early months of COVID-19, vaccinations, uh, rather of COVID-19 vaccinations, Several major demographic groups lagged in receiving shots. Now we're talking about black Americans, Latino Americans, and you'll never guess this last one, Republican voters. More recently, the racial gaps, while still existing, have narrowed. The partisan gap, however, continues to be enormous. Isn't that an interesting report, I think? The Pew Research Center poll last month found that 86% of Democratic voters had received at least one shot, compared with 60% for Republican voters. So when you look at the political divide over vaccinations... And, and that it's so large that almost every reliably blue state now has a va- higher vaccination rate than almost every reliably red state. Huh. Because the vaccines are so effective at presenting, uh, preventing serious illness, COVID deaths are also showing a partisan pattern. COVID is still a national crisis, but the worst forms of it are increasingly concentrated in red America. Now, just in case you've forgotten, blue would be Democrats, red is Republicans, okay? So, um... I think it is our just our neighbors to the south, West Virginia, that has the highest uh, percentage of non-vaccinated people, right? It's also considered a red state. That's correct, right? I yeah, think I, so. Yeah, I think so. You know, they used to be a very blue state. Until Wait a recent minute. years. Maybe, you talking about maybe, West Virginia? Am I mistaken? I may have my colors mixed up. No, red's considered Republican. 
blue Democrat. Okay. Okay, so West Virginia, Wyoming, Mississippi, those are the three states with the, shall we say, least vaccination and also considered, um, well, we'll just go for Trump and Biden at this point. It's easier in my mind than to keep red and blue in the head. Okay, so... All three of those states uh, had heavy votership for um, former President Trump. Now let's go the other direction. Uh, States that have the highest uh, vaccination rate. Vermont, New York, Maryland, and so on. And, of course, they had larger votes for President Biden. Just a weird report, I think, but worth sharing. Um, All sorts of charts here. Oh, here's a Wyoming chart. Mercy. Uh, 80% of the residents in Wyoming are not fully vaccinated. The death count out there, twice as as, uh, many per thousand as as here. Anyway, let's see here. Too many charts. I just want uh, a summary. Well, anyway, we'll skip this here. We've got about three minutes uh, remaining, and um, you had a tune queued up, right? Yeah. And this is one you're recommending to us? Oh, I just thought I would start it out with, um, yeah, a little applause for a Monday morning. Okay, this is, uh, oh, Car Wash. Yeah. Okay, I remember that tune. It's a little peppy tune for a Monday. I'm just flipping through the rest of this New York Times report. I don't think there's anything else that's really grabbing my eye today, news-wise. We had uh, lots of football over the weekend. Oh, mercy. That's what we forgot. Sports. Yeah. The Ohio Bobcats uh, were defeated once again. But I I think I looked at the schedule, and I think six of the last eight games are very winnable games for the Bobcats. Now they travel to Akron this Saturday. The Zips. Yeah, they were they were beaten by Ohio State over the weekend by a large margin. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I I think there's some good things coming for the Bobcats yet this season. Then the first home game after that uh, will be uh, on the ninth, which is homecoming versus Central Michigan. This week's game is at three thirty, and Central Michigan game on the ninth also at three thirty. So uh, as I mentioned, Ohio State Buckeyes went big over Akron. 59-7, Joe Burrow and the Bengals notched their second consecutive win over the Steelers. Uh, Joe threw, I think, three touchdown passes over the weekend. Uh, he did throw an interception, but what a bounce back for the Bengals to win in the Steel City. So way to go, uh, Joe and the Bengals. They play Thursday night this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Cincinnati. Of course, Jacksonville's coached by 
former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer, who recruited Joe to Ohio State and then didn't play him. So we'll see what happens uh, with that game coming up Thursday uh, evening. I, again, I've said many times I thought Joe had that starting job won at Ohio State. But then, as we all know, uh, Joey transferred to LSU, and things worked out pretty well for Joe. Well, uh, we're only going to get to hear a short bit of this, but those sports are important. Yeah. And um, car wash. Rose Royce. service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. This morning, Instagram announced it's pausing work on a new app for children. Correspondent Jim Crisula has the details. Facebook is suspending development of a version of its Instagram photo-sharing app for children 13 and younger. After widespread criticism of the idea, lawmakers and advocacy groups have opposed the launch of what's called Instagram Kids. They say the social media giant hasn't made a strong enough commitment to protecting kids online. Parents say Instagram's particularly damaging to teenage girls, but the company insists the kids' version isn't intended for them, but for 10 to 12-year-olds, and says it'll keep working on parental supervision tools. New York is on track to become the first state in the nation to fire health care workers if they're not vaccinated against COVID. The deadline